Hallelujah. I see a full house today. I believe we have some guests not only from lo locally, but from all over the state and around because we have a fresh start graduation today. Yeah. Amen. So we're... Hallelujah. And uh, before we get into that graduation, we have something very special here. Uh, Mr. Justin and Megan Grant, uh, hallelujah, have brought their new baby girl, Miss Jill Presley, and it's their des desire to dedicate that child to the Lord, and that'd be a good thing, amen? amen. I want to say that Jill Presley is also the, the granddaughter of Arnie and Lisa Arnold, so praise God, would uh, y'all come on up, Justin and Megan, and bring that pretty baby and you can bring sister as well she's special to me she always comes up hugs and smiles at me hallelujah so precious look at there another precious one praise <laughs> the lord well and uh we know this is scriptural as they brought jesus christ himself to the temple to dedicate in the right time and we recognize this is not only of the parents and grandparents and family will to dedicate this baby, but we also know that these parents are dedicating themselves to raise this baby in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We know it is the best way, the way God created. He instituted the family first, amen? And uh, then the church, that the parents and each parent would lead your own child to Christ. That's the best and foremost way. And the church is here providing ministry and children's church and nursery and everything to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. But praise God. Uh, how many believe that Justin and Megan, uh, as they have committed to each other, to the Lord, as a married couple, committed themselves to Christ, that they will be able to instill in their children the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. And we as a church will assist them and equip them and help them. Amen. So how precious that is, we have a certificate marking this day uh, for the mother and father and baby, and also little Miss Jill's first baby Bible with a mark in this day as well. Uh, that's precious. And I'm going to ask uh, Brother Raymond, since he's a part of this family, to come and just speak a blessing uh, over this child and over this family. Let's join our faith with his prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we come, Lord, and as he bring this child, they're not only dedicating this child but themselves to you. And, Lord, that they'll look in the years to come, Lord, this day and see what a blessing it was, Lord. And, Lord, I just pray that you just lead, guide, and direct them. And every day, Lord, that they'd have a closer walk with you, Lord. And out of this, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you just use them in thy kingdom work wherever you see fit. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless y'all. Hallelujah. Let's give that family a hand. You know. Yeah. At this time, I'm going to turn it over to our Fresh Start director, Mr. Clay Russell. Amen. Hey, we can get pumped up a little bit more. Amen. Y'all ready for graduation this morning? Amen. 
I mean, while y'all been sitting at your house watching YouTube, talking to your family every day, these guys have been growing in the Lord. Amen? Each and every day, and we're so proud of them, and we're happy with what God has done in their lives, and proud of what God is going to continue to do in their lives. And uh, hey, I have the privilege to introduce to you the best-looking um, uh, administrator in the world. I'm talking about Mr. Brad Clark. <laughs> Amen. All right. Tell you what, we got what six guys graduating this morning. Here's how we're going to do that. If y'all hadn't seen graduation before, this is what we're going to do. We're going to count to three. Those graduating are going to come up here. One of these guys is kind of old and a little slow. So, what I want y'all to do is clap the entire time that they come up here. Okay? If, they, uh, if it takes them a little while, it's okay. You can do that because it's going to take Colby a little while and it's going to be all right. So, here we go. One, Two, three, let's clap. All right. All right, y'all quit. You showing out now. You're taking up time. You're showing out. You did a good job. Oh, I'm proud of y'all. Y'all getting good at this. Man, isn't this a great group of guys? Man, awesome, good-looking group of guys, and we're so proud of what God has done in their life. And like we said, this is only the beginning. Hey, just so y'all know, these guys filmed some testimonies earlier this week, and they're going to be on Facebook today. So later on, you can check your Facebook. You're supposed to already like Fresh Start on Facebook. So it'll come up on there, and you'll see a copy of this graduation. But you'll also see these testimonies of these guys and what God is doing in their lives and some thank yous that they've said to their families and stuff. And they did a great job job so y'all all check it out share it tell all your friends about it because I know we have graduation every month but man this is truly a miracle anytime anybody gets set free and starts walking this thing out forever amen and it is to be celebrated and we're proud of these guys the first one this morning oh he wants to start on the end Mr. Blaine Smith Mr. Daryl Higgins. All right, Zane, you're next. Mr. Steve Reed. Proud of him. Bros. Home, Mr. Colby Richardson. Amen. 
Some of these guys are going back to their families and stuff, and then some of them's going to be staying around, being with us. And uh, so, anyhow, we just want to pray for these guys and uh, pray that what God has started, we know that He is a God of completion, and we know that uh, what He has started, He's going to finish. Tell you what, Mr. Jake Wyatt, one of our board directors, why don't you come and pray for these guys? And uh, we'll pray for them now, and then we have a woman that uh, is getting ready to graduate too. Father God, what a blessing you've bestowed on these men, Lord. You've saved them, you've healed them, delivered them, Lord, and you've made them able to walk it out with you, Lord. You've empowered them, Lord. And, and I believe, Lord, that you'll stay with them through the rest of their life, Lord, and that they'll be profitable to the kingdom, Father. And we'll praise you and give you thanks for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. And as they walk back, I have another order of business because we have a Fresh Start Women's Center graduation. Amen? All right. Miss Jessica Henson, come on up. You, you know, um, I, I have, some people say, the gift of encouragement. I like to speak the positive. I like to encourage people. I like to smile. I like to help people have a good day. But this girl right here makes me smile. Amen. When I'm around her, she makes me smile. Amen. And I know she makes a lot of other people smile too. And, uh, but it's not just her. It's God in her flowing out to reach so many people. We preached a message that we'll be preaching in Africa next week, this past Thursday. And she was in there but preached, I see God in us. I see God in creation. I see God in Jesus. I see God in me. But I also see God in her. And, uh, and it's pretty awesome. Amen. I tell you what. Miss Woman, why don't you come pray for her? And uh, you've been sowing into these ladies' lives all these years and teaching them. And uh, why don't you come pray for her? Amen. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this lady. She has meant so much to me. When we go in that classroom to start anger management, that smile was on her face. No matter what I said, she kept smiling. I thank you for her, and I pray her blessings on you. Father, just lead her, guide her, direct her. And, Lord, I pray happiness over this girl. I pray leadership over this girl. And I pray that she will always look to Jesus for every need. I ask it in the name of my Savior and her Savior. Amen. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a joy to see lives transformed by the power of the gospel. I can't wait to get this message out to you. By the way, I want one more announcement. I see Craig sitting right back there. There is a, uh, something coming up this week, and I have it posted on, uh, on all of the uh, website, and it's on our Facebook page. We've he's he's uh, doing something for all the security teams and anyone else who want to be involved. So check that out on our 
Facebook page there, and uh, we want to make sure all our security team gets the word. I also sent that flyer that he posted there to uh, other pastors and leaders. The sheriff's office is uh, also involved. It's going to be here at the church and uh, for three nights, and it's going to be helping everybody be prepared for whatever may come up. So we thank you, Craig, for putting that together and getting it ready. Amen. I'm excited about this word. I just can't wait to get it out. I've got to get it out to you and get to the end before I bust. Hallelujah. We've been preaching uh, on Genesis. Uh, this is like the sixth part of Genesis. I've been talking about Joseph. We talked about Joseph from uh, dream to destiny. And we're getting into the end of Joseph here today. And we're going to talk about uh, what I like to say the grain pile principle, which also has a grain pile process. Now, just a quick review I'm a big picture kind of guy. I like our folks to be able to understand what God's doing in the earth. Now, we're here to the point of Joseph. I told you that Joseph is a type and shadow of the salvation of Jesus Christ. Remember, there's going to be a widespread famine, not only in the, all the land of Egypt, but the land of the whole world. And because Joseph had the blessing of Abraham, and he's in Egypt, the blessing of Abraham comes upon Egypt, and now they're able to store up grain for seven years in such a way that when the whole world is devastated in a famine and people are starving and dying, they have to come to Egypt to receive salvation. Amen? Amen. So that's a picture of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was rejected by his brothers just like Joseph was. Jesus Christ came and through him it's opened up salvation to the whole entire world. Glory to God. So we understand and we can see the big picture of the story of Joseph. And as we get into the details, we can understand more and more where we fit in and how that blessing of Abraham applies to you. Everybody say the blessing of Abraham. When we talk about the blessing of the Abraham, what are we specifically talking about? We're talking about the promise. The promises given to Abraham by God through the covenant. And praise God, by faith, when Abraham entered that covenant, we also, by faith in his seed, Jesus Christ, we have entered into the same covenant and we have received the same promise. Are you with me? Does everybody understand? So what is the blessing? It's the promises. And how do you see it? When you see the blessings confirmed, when you see it come to life in your life, then it's evidence and it confirms the covenant. God likes to give a covenant, and then he likes to confirm it so it is revealed, and in this way, the glory is revealed to the earth. Now, I'm about to say something deep right here. I want you to stay with me, okay? Through Adam, God was going to bless this earth with his glory. You see, he, a, a spiritual God made a physical man and put him in charge of the physical world. He put Adam in charge, and there's a, the Garden of Eden where heaven connected to earth, where the kingdom blessing of heaven came down to the earth, and you see a beautiful garden. Amen? Everything was glorious. Now, Adam was given, um, uh, he was given the blessing and said, hey, I'm going to bless you with this relationship, you and Eve, and I want you to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So they're going to carry the blessing of God like the Garden of Eden and go from place to place and fill the earth with His glory. Be fruitful and multiply. Now, 
Adam fell to the trickery of Satan and yielded up this relationship. He lost it. He lost in the garden the ability to have authority over the whole earth. He, his um, nature was changed. He had a sin nature now. He lost that glorious relationship with God. And now there's trouble for him to try to spread the glory around the earth. He gave it up over to Satan. So now Satan becomes in control over a fallen man. And now we have a real problem. Fallen man has been given dominion over the whole earth. See, God didn't go back on his word. He, he put man in charge and man has dominion. But now you have fallen man under the blinders of Satan running the earth. And so if you see problems in government, if you see problems in nations, if you see we can't blame God because God put man in charge, the problem is fallen man was now in charge. Is everybody with me there? But God so loved the world, he always had a plan to fix what was lost. All right? So he called out another man. He called out Abram, and he gave Abram a legal contract, a covenant. And in that covenant with Abraham, he's making a covenant with man, the next one that he called out. And through that covenant, now God has legal access to enter the earth realm again. Let that sink in for a moment. Okay, through Adam, the, the conduit from heaven comes to earth. Adam lost that through deception with Satan. Now God calls out another man because he still wants to, his glory to be revealed in the whole earth. So now he enters a covenant with Abraham. And now he makes that covenant and says, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing to the whole earth. I'm going to get my glory, my blessing, back to every people and nation, only I'm going to do it through the next man. And it had to be a man that he called out. You understand? Because God gave dominion to man. A lot of folks don't understand this. So, God says too, He says, I'm going to bless you, and through your seed, I'm going to bless the whole earth. Now church, all of you have been reading Genesis for a couple of months now and understand the story. We know that God blessed Abraham, who had Isaac, who had Jacob, who had 12 tribes, and through that natural seed, they were the people of God inheriting the blessing. But the prophecy was not really about the natural seed. The prophecy, I'm going to bless your seed, being singular, one, not plural, being many. The seed he was talking about was one person, one man, and his name is Jesus. Are you with me? So Galatians brings that out very clearly. God's going to bless the whole earth in the physical realm, in the old covenant, that blessing comes through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it was always pointing to the spiritual reality of the seed coming Jesus Christ, and through Christ, now he opens it up to the whole world. Hallelujah. We see a foretaste of this when through that natural seed, God gave the blessing to Abraham. That promise came upon Isaac. Isaac was wealthy. Isaac was blessed. That promise came upon Jacob. Jacob was wealthy. You could see the blessing of God. Now, how do you see the blessing? How does people see that this person's blessed? They see their success. Okay, they didn't walk around with a halo on their head thinking, oh, I see God in them because they're glowing. No, I see God in them because they're fruitful and multiplied and blessed. Are you with me? They saw the blessing because they saw 
the, the results of it. They see the result. Well, praise the Lord, through this, we've got the story of Joseph, and by seeing the results of the blessing of Abraham on his life, Joseph was exalted to be the leader of all of Egypt. Was he exalted to be the leader of all of Egypt because you could see him walking around glowing like God? No. Potiphar and the jailer and Pharaoh saw the success of Joseph. Are you with me? So you can see the blessing because you see the success in his life and he was raised up to power and now it becomes true. It, God confirms his covenant through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and now Joseph. All the world is blessed in the physical in Genesis 41 and 2 as we see there's famine and death in all the world and through Joseph there's grain piles immeasurable that overflows and the glory of the kingdom of heaven overflows to the nations and saves them all. That's right. Praise the Lord. So we see... And I'm summarizing the story. I'm going to get into some details of it because, praise God, I want to show you something. This blessing of Abraham is upon your life. This blessing of Abraham is in you. This blessing of Abraham is overflowing through you. When God put it in us to this same idea to save the world, to reach out and touch people. And man, it was given a vision and a plan like he gave Joseph. We want to reach out and we want to help folks who are struggling in darkness and bondage without the blessing. And we want to overflow and give it to them. And we're going to take somebody in and put them here and take somebody in and put them in this motel. And way back when this church started, back in 2000, I remember writing up, hallelujah, and preparing for the blessing, preparing for the vision, and wrote up the articles for Fresh Start all the way back in 2001. We didn't see it manifest in the building until 2005, but there's a lot of preparation proceeding to receive the vision and the blessing that comes later. I'm telling you guys that just graduated and all of you, God had you in mind way back then, 2,000 years ago, but he put it in our hearts specifically for this place in 2005 before 2001, before we wrote it up, it was already in our heart. Do you see? So he was preparing. He had a grain pile of salvation for you ready when you're lost and dying in a hungry world and he was storing up the grain and the grain is the word and it's flowing out of you and it's saving you and healing you. We're an example of Joseph. Dr. Roger, you and Jan, whatever you put your hand to is blessed when you work with um, those in, in um, the school system and you're, you're having the, and, and reaching out to people all over the world and how to do homeschooling stuff. That kingdom nation falls, flows through you and reaching out and overflows and blesses others. Jeff, your business is blessed, not because of anything you have done. You're blessed because the kingdom of God, you're inherited to the blessing of Abraham, and it overflows to your workers. It overflows. It blesses your cows. It blesses your business. So the kingdom of God has come to Adam. He was supposed to spread it. He lost it, and now it comes through Abraham, and praise God, they still, they still had struggle. But Jesus comes. We step into that blessing, and now we're blessed like Abraham was, and the blessing is not just for you, it's to flow through you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Matt's business is blessed. It blesses the families who work for him. It blesses the people he touches. Terry, everything you do, you put your hand to is blessed. That whole neighborhood you own is blessed and the people are enjoying the kingdom. The, the Garden of Eden has come back to land through you and now it's touching others. Jeff, man, you put your hand to something and God blesses it. And that blessings had overflowed to many that's worked with you and through you. Your families are blessed. Tyler, when you're teaching those kids in school, the anointing of God that was in Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is Christ is in you, and it overflows out of you and touches them all. Don't you see, praise the Lord, church, that this blessing that's come through to Joseph, through Abraham and Isaac, is now, praise God, the whole meaning and purpose of it was bigger than what you read in Genesis. The seed that was going to be blessed singular not plural is christ and we have entered into the covenant of abraham by our faith in christ and now we are blessed in order to be a blessing to others hallelujah craig sheriff even your knowledge and your abilities and what you're going to do and you're going to be sharing with others here coming up at this seminar is going to help security teams and help people be ready for whatever. Why? The knowledge and wisdom we gain is imparted into us to give to others to be a blessing to the world. You realize who you are, church? You've entered into a covenant with holy God. And our God will honor and keep his covenant even when Israel didn't, all through the word we can see his covenant was still with him. Even when we break the covenant, Jesus Christ bore the punishment of us breaking the covenant so we can still enjoy the blessing of the covenant. Are you with me? Hallelujah. We're blessed with the covenant of Abraham. What are these promises? What is it? It's everything listed 400 years later in Deuteronomy when it lists in the law of the covenant, you get the blessings and the cursings. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed in the city. Our, the fruit of our womb is blessed. Everything you put your hand to is blessed. And then all of the curses listed are not yours because Jesus came and he redeemed us from the curse of the law by dying on the tree, removed the curse, and now just gives you the blessing. Isn't that amazing? What a contract. What a covenant. That's almost too good to be true. But it is true. But so many of us and so many Christians walk short of the glory of the covenant. Why? Because my people perish for lack of knowledge. From the world realm, from the earth realm, from the fallen nature of man, one man was called out, Abram. He was called up, praise God, to have relationship with God in the kingdom realm. Now God blessed him from the kingdom realm in order for him to be a blessing to the earth realm. Are you with me? Now, God blessed Abraham and his seed. All of the natural seed was blessed, but the deeper meaning was the seed Jesus. Do you know that chapter in Matthew you hate to read because it's the genealogy of Jesus all the way back to Abraham, and it's boring, and by the time you get halfway, you close it? 
Look at it again and recognize this. Satan hates that chapter. Here's why. Because it's through the genealogy of the covenant of Abraham that Jesus Christ comes as his seed and the promise was given to that seed. So through Christ, God has legal access to enter the earth realm again. Let that sink for a minute. Through Christ, God has legal access to come into this world and spread the Garden of Eden again. I keep trying to say it to you. What Adam lost in the garden, Jesus regained in the wilderness. So now it's like a conduit of the glory of God coming back to the earth through the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ. And you have entered into that holy covenant with God through your faith in one, Jesus Christ. Now all of the blessing of Abraham, which is what? The promises. All of the promises that Abraham had is now in your life. And yet so many people walk short of it because they lack the knowledge of it. You can't walk in what you don't know. You have to prepare for the blessing. You have to be ready to inherit. It wasn't, it wasn't automatically right away that the dream that God gave Joseph when he was a young boy, that his brothers would bow to him and that he would be a blessing and it would overflow. You know, it was a process. So there is a grain pile principle, but there's also a grain pile process to be ready. God gave Abraham the land to him and his descendants, but he really didn't see it as his for many, many years later. He wandered in tents, praise the Lord. There is a time God has instilled in you a calling and a blessing for the nations. And there's a preparation time getting ready. You enjoy the journey and you bless those around you now. But some of you know you have another calling and a deeper passion and more is going to be added. Are you with me? You see, it's an ever-increasing glory, church. This thing continues to expand. Remember this line... I've been imparting into you for some time now. This is important. All have sinned and come short of the glory. And for so many years, you've been brainwashed to think God's so focused on the all have sinned. Well, he's not. All have sinned and come short of the glory I wanted to bring to the earth. And the sin has separated them from me and I am the blessing, so let me remove their sin so now they can receive me and restore the glory. Amen. Don't you see? When we walk outside of the covenant and we get cut up by the enemy and our marriages fall apart and our children are struggling, people look at that and see, and it's not very glorious. Paying high dollar fees for lawyers to fight and bring cases against your ex-wife and you in an ugly battle for custody of your kids is not God's glory. But when we humble ourselves and repent and learn to love one another as Christ did and our marriages are centered in the Lord and our children are blessed and we're dedicating our babies to Christ and we're raising them up in the nurture and admonition, then people see your marriage and see your family and see God's glory. 
All have sinned and come short of the glory. If the sin in your life has caused you to miss out on the glory, I've got good news for you. God's not mad at you. He doesn't want to punish you for it. Matter of fact, He already punished His Son for all your mistake. And now He wants to give you back the glory of living. In whatever areas of your life is not walking with glory, man, from knowledge of the Word, you'll repent of some things and enter into more of His blessing. You turn from some of your ways. Hey, if, um, if you know, smoking dope has made you crazy and you lost your job and stuff, as you grow in the knowledge, you repent of that and step back into more glory. God blesses your job. If you were a lazy worker and never got promoted, then God changes your work ethic, and now you step into the covenant of God more, and now pro God promotes you and blesses you. So we're constantly repenting and changes as we walk in the nature and the trueness of the Word of God, and it changes the way we think. And when it changes the way we think, we step into the covenant more and more. That You're already blessed. You already have the promises, but it doesn't always show up into your life until you're ready and you have prepared. Let's look at that in the life of Joseph. Amen. Praise God. Now, Genesis 39. Genesis 39. I'm going to try to go quickly. I've got a lot to share with you, and I want you to be able to receive it, so I'll try to do this in summary form. 39, 2. This is already Joseph's been taken down to Potiphar's house. He's a slave. Here he is, a young man who has the covenant of God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they're all blessed, and now he's a slave. But what? Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph. Why? Because he's in a covenant. Not because of anything he has done, but because his great-grandfather had a covenant with God, and he's a part of it. The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw, everybody say saw, that the Lord was with him. How did the master see that the Lord was with Joseph? Why? Because the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Everybody say everything. You'll have success in everything you do in Christ. When your will becomes one with the Father and you're walking in the will of God and He gives you His will, everything's blessed. Everything you put your hand to. Because you're walking like Jesus did with the will of God for your business, for your life, and you're walking in His will, it's all blessed because it's a part of the covenant. Your cows aren't your own, are they? They're under the covenant. They belong to God. As long as we know that and recognize it, it'll always be blessed. Amen? Everything we do is in covenant. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord was with Joseph. The master saw the success. Now he got favor from the master. How? Was it supernatural where God just struck Potiphar and said, I want you to have favor with this slave and you must do it? No. He had favor because everything he did was humbly and blessed and successful. And, God, and Pharaoh saw how blessed it was, so he kept promoting him. You see? Amen? Sometimes Christians think it's like a magic wand. Because you're a child of Abraham, uh, you're blessed. So everything you touch will be blessed, so he's just going to wave a magic wand. It doesn't work like that. 
you're blessed and we walk with him and what we put our hand to he blesses because we're putting our hand to it in the name of the Lord for his glory and it's blessed because we have a goal to fill the earth with his glory to bless our boss because we're bringing the blessing of the kingdom into our workplace and whatever we do is blessed because we're in proper alignment with the kingdom amen, amen? so Joseph is blessed and everything while he's a slave he doesn't have a bad attitude he's not cursing his boss even though he's a slave master he's not fussing and complaining on the job he's scrubbing the toilets well in Potiphar's house Potiphar sees how blessed that is and he gives him responsibility for the next room in the next room and then it says before long everything Potiphar had he put Joseph in charge and guess what? The Bible says here, the blessing of the kingdom, the blessing of Abraham, came upon everything in Potiphar's house. Why? Because Joseph was a covenant kingdom man, and when he stepped into Potiphar's house, the kingdom, the Garden of Eden, the blessing began to flow. People, play, pray for your boss and the owners of the business if you're a worker. Or if you're an owner, and understand this kingdom, and understand whatever you do and whatever you say, the kingdom of God and the blessing should flow out of you and touch others, whether it's touching your boss you're working for, or touching your employers, employees that work for you. You're a kingdom man under a kingdom covenant, kingdom men and women, and the blessing is upon you. We don't want to hinder it or block it. We want it to flow. Amen? Hallelujah. So Joseph here is blessed glory to God he saw the success now there was a trial there was a problem he got accused for something he didn't do for trying to rape Potiphar's wife he didn't do it he was innocent but nevertheless he was judged and punished and sentenced to the dungeon church you will be persecuted for righteousness sake if you do wrong and are judged for it and you handle your sentence in prison well, good for you. But as a Christian, you're called to handle your sentence well when you've done right. So he's sent to prison. That jailer didn't hear him whining, complaining, and cussing Potiphar every day. What did that jailer see? He saw that this man that just came to the dungeon was blessed how did he see the blessing everything he did was successful he started bringing peace when others were fighting in the prison he started helping the, the jailer who started to trust him a little bit at a time more and more how did that jailer trust him a little well he saw something in him because he was honest how did he trust him more he was faithful with a, a little thing in your job and he gave him more. He stepped on saying, now, just like Potiphar put his whole house under the charge of Joseph, now he's in a dungeon and the prison warden puts everything in Joseph's care. That prison warden went off and went fishing. Because as long as Joseph was there, he knew it was all covered. You know? Now, so he, he handles his responsibility Okay, responsibility, I told you, is response to your ability. 
You have the right, proper response to the ability God's given you, and He's given more responsibility. Well, it just so happens sometime later that the cupbearer and the baker come in, and they have dreams. And Joseph, with the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that he's in right relationship with God through covenant, is in him, and he interprets the dreams. I'm summing this up. I don't have much time, and I want to share something deep with you. Okay? He interprets the dreams by the Spirit of the Lord, and he's exactly right. The cupbearer in three days is restored to his position, bearing the cup for the king. The baker is hanged, or another version says probably more accurate, impaled. Okay? It happens just so. Joseph only asked one thing, remember me. Well, they didn't. The cupbearer gets restored to his position, didn't want to thank the one who blessed him. You know how many folks this church has blessed over 20 years, Miss Jane? She knows. And how many people we've paid a rent for or a light bill or helped them here, helped them there. Man, some of them follow through and come to church and want to praise and give thanks to the Lord, even want to give us something back one day. But about 98% I never see again. But you know what I do? I just keep blessing folks. Because the word says when you give to the poor, you lend to God. You know why this church is so, so financially blessed? We've been lending to God for 20 years. And he's paying us back with interest and blessing. You know how he pays us back? Pays? He blesses your job. And that you can be a blessing to your people. And then you return unto him their thankfulness. That's how he does it. And it continues to grow. Now we're blessing folks not only from the, the anointing where God called us to begin the river of life, also called us to begin fresh start, also called us to begin go, grow deep, go deep. And the anointing from the blessing of Joseph has spread to all of these, not only these here, but I never envisioned that we would bless so many families as they come and visit. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it overflows. So the cupbearer did not remember Joseph. And the Bible says here, hallelujah, in Genesis 41, look at it, verse 1. When two years had passed, you could be saying, well, Lord God, I, I turned off of drugs and alcohol and I've been working this job and serving, going to church and serving you two years. And I don't see all the blessing yet. So I'm just going to run back out there and Hit the pipe. Come on, we're dealing real situations here. Most everybody here knows what I'm talking about. It's real life. Joseph interpreted that dream, and it was exactly right. And that cupbearer didn't remember him for two years. You see, there's preparation proceeding to the fulfillment of the destiny. God's more concerned about your character He's developing a character in you so you can carry the anointing. See, God had big plans for Joseph, but he had to be ready to recognize it's all going to come from God through him, and it's not just, it's not him. In order to get him ready to the exaltation that Joseph was going to be the leader of all of Egypt, he had to humble his character and recognize everything I have is from you, God. Amen? I'm speaking to leaders and business owners and everything else. Okay? Hallelujah. So Joseph had to be ready. But then, praise God, the time came 
and Pharaoh has a dream. He has a dream so deep, and God wanted to make sure he understood, so God gave it to him twice. <laughs> when God tells you something twice, you, some, some of us are hard of hearing. We need to listen, okay? He gives Pharaoh the dream twice. None of his wise men or enchanters and all of voodoo and all of Egypt could interpret it. And then the cupbearer says, I remember a man down in the dungeon who interpreted the dreams just, and it happened. They brought Joseph out. They had to clean him up. Do you know that Egyptians despised Hebrews? Egyptians despised shepherds. An Egyptian couldn't eat at the same table with a shepherd or a Hebrew. There was nothing in Joseph's life that would look at him and say and cause the Egyptian to have favor. They'd just assume kill him as anything else. This man was accused of raping an official's wife and he was sent to a dungeon and had a life sentence. But what happened? God gave him wisdom and knowledge and something supernatural. Pharaoh brings him out, cleans him up, shaves him, bathes him, man, so he can get near him. This guy's a Hebrew. And Joseph gives the interpretation of the dream. But folks, I want to tell you something. You read it. I know you've been studying Genesis because you're faithful. Not only did he give the interpretation of the dream, listen to what God's doing. He told Pharaoh seven years of famine, seven years of prosperity is coming, and then seven years of famine. But then he said this, the famine's going to be so severe the people won't even remember the prosperity. And then Joseph said, not only did God give him a vision of what's coming, he gave him a plan and a strategy of how to get there. I need to show you that. Let's go there. Got just a couple minutes. I'm going to show you this. Praise the Lord. Go with me to Genesis 41. And let's look at verse 33. Now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in cities for food. The food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so the country may not be ruined. Joseph not only had a vision of what's to come, God gave him a strategy of how to handle it. Let us appoint... Guys, it wasn't something like there was seven years of plenty and all of a sudden God built a bunch of silos to hold all the grain and God gathered the grain from all the people and it instantly went up from the fields into this grain pile. Nobody. There was thousands of people that had to work it. Joseph had to appoint leaders and directors and commissioners over Fresh Start, over children's ministry, over this, over that, so that the plan of God can come through the leaders and the people... So that it can rise up and they can all work together. There had to be people in place and in charge to carry out the vision from the man. Are you with me? I'm so glad we got faithful leaders and people who understand and see the vision and join faith with me. Hallelujah. To begin River of Life and to begin Fresh Start and to begin Go Deep and rise up and come alongside us and assist and preach and teach and use their gifts and knowledge and skills to bring the vision to pass. Hallelujah. Now, guys, this is just one. I'm talking about 
the story of the vision and the plan God's given in my life for the church and for the ministry and for Go Deep. Do you know God's taken it now from this in 16 nations and now he's opening it up to way more? It keeps on growing and continuing. In your business, in your job, in your um, administration in the church, in your classes, in your ministry, God is raising it up to expand as you also bring other leaders under you and help them to grow and to multiply and to spread. This is God's plan. Your business isn't stopping now. You've got plans. You've got vision for the future. God's going to bring people alongside of you to assist you, to help you, so it can grow. Why? It's all to confirm his covenant. Deuteronomy 8 18. He will give you power. He will give you power to know how to get wealth to establish his covenant. He wants to bless your hands, bless your business, bless your family. Why? To establish and confirm his covenant. How does he confirm his covenant? When people see the blessing in your marriage, when people see the blessing in your life. When people hear about the blessing of how you were lost and undone and starving and all kind of things, and then God came and showed up, and now this is how my life has been restored. When you testify to man, I was lost in the world, but I came to Egypt, and I got the grain from the grain pile, and now my life is blessed. Here, let me run this business and let me hire some others that were like me and let the blessing in me now overflow to them. Wow, I'm talking fast. Are you all with me? It's such an amazing thing how the kingdom of God continues to expand, continues to grow. He appointed commissioners. Think about that. For seven years of plenty, they were working, building the silos, building the grain elevators, getting ready, putting in place people who would go to every farm and collect the fifth. And then at the end, it was a picture of the kingdom of heaven the glory of God was shining on Egypt and all the world who were struggling were able to come. Church, the glory of God has come back to the earth through Jesus Christ and we are the body of Christ filled with His glory. The body of Christ is growing together as one. Errors and doctrine that have separated denominations are being removed. The body's coming together as one, and as we grow together as one and put our hand to the task he's given us of the Great Commission, the anointing from the kingdom is with us, and we're going to fill the earth with his glory. The problem of the sin has been removed. All have sinned, come short of the glory. I've removed the sin. I'm filling my house with his glory. This is the grain pile of Egypt. Bring ye all the tithes unto the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and see that I want open the windows of heaven and overflow a blessing out from you, out from your job, out from your family and, re and reach out to many. Look at all the families here that have come to the grain pile. Yeah. Glory to God. Uh-oh. Do I need to say that, Lord? This wasn't really a message on the tithe, but it all is together. It all is together. You what would have happened if some of those landowners in Egypt would have said, hmm, I see that new guy Joseph has a plan, 
and he's putting it into place. But you know what? There's a, he said a famine's coming, but I think I'm going to store up my grain in my own pile. There's famine coming, but I'm not going to yield it over to the one in charge of Egypt, the one in charge of heaven. I'm going to store it up in my own grain plant so when trouble hits, me and my family will be taken care of. I'm going to do it my way. Hmm. What do you think Pharaoh would have done to that family in Egypt who wasn't going along with the plan of the man that he put in charge? What would have happened, Hayes? Wouldn't be good. Folks, God wants to bless you. Bring all the tithes, not part of it, all the tithe into the storehouse so that there'll be meat in my house and it can overflow to the children's church and we got leaders and commissioners getting ready to carry out the plan. We've been meeting lately to build and to get ready when the nursery's expanding and the check-in system and building a playground and maybe moving things and maybe getting a bigger welcome center for these guests that have come for a fresh start have a place to sit and visit before they come in. We've got plans and commissioners and teams. I just received a building drawing from one of our uh, experts in the field of uh, construction today getting ready for the plan. That's Jake. Man, I'm so glad God equipped this church with not only a visionary, but with commissioners and administrators to carry out the vision. I'm so glad. Clay, Russell, where are you? I'm so glad that God didn't put me in charge of the day-to-day -day working of Fresh Start. If that would have happened, I never could have started Go Deep. But God commissioned us to start it and to get it in place and then to anoint you as the leader to run it and to get people under you who carry out the vision that came from the house. Amen? And as long as we stay lined up with the vision and the anointing, do you know this, this when, you, when you tap into, when you tap into the anointing of others in their business, like you're saying, I got to grow my business. I need some more anointing in this area. And you hire a man that has vision and prop for this area or for this one and this one. It can grow and develop. Do you know, praise the Lord, that there's a pastor right down the road in Wisner who recognized God. He came out of prison years ago and he recognized the anointing. He saw, watch this, he saw the blessing of God in the river of life. Just like Potiphar saw the blessing in Joseph's life, Kelvin Davis saw the blessing of God in the, the covenant with the river of life, and he started passing by and bringing his tithes from another church to this one. Folks, who ever seen in Franklin Parish a black brother church bringing their tithe to a white church in the king? I'm telling you, that was not natural. That was supernatural. Well, what has happened since when they started bringing it, we started sowing it to what we're doing around the nations and the blessing upon this anointing came upon that anointing. And when he had to build because he was connected to me because he started his church in the same place where I started at, um, at um, Wisner High School and the roof was leaking in, it was all and he needed another place. Let me make this story quick now. He began looking to building. We started helping him with plans. Drove down there one day and saw, wow, Kelvin, instead of building from scratch on this land, there is a big building called Ford's Food Center that's empty. Let's pursue turning it over from the world to the kingdom. Let's see what will happen there. And we began to pursue it. 
And he began to look, and we began to make phone calls, and God began to bless. And man, do you know last Sunday, they had their first service in a big, beautiful church in Ford's Food Center, three times as big as what they could have built themselves. The parking lot is worth more than the loan they have at the bank. And all the tithes they gave to the river doesn't even compare with the amount of blessing they have on that new building. He is so overwhelmed with thankfulness. They're having a grand opening, and he wanted to put it off till we get back from Africa because he wants this church and our praise team and wants me to speak at their grand opening because he knows he connected to the same anointing. Now, folks, when you connect into this church, you're not connecting to me this is not about me and my life. I'm telling you, I'm connected to the covenant of Abraham by my faith in Christ the same way you're connected to the covenant of Abraham by your faith in Christ. But I'm saying just as God blessed everything we put our hand to with the river of life, everything is blessed in the same way in your business, in your operation, in your school, in whatever you're doing, everything is blessed. Recognize it and let it overflow. Put administrators and commissioners to carry out the vision. Amen? Look for folks that have anointing in one area or another. It's amazing to me. Now, in closing, just let me review that process. The first foundation is the blessing, the promises comes from Abraham. You got to believe it, you got to know it, you got to speak it. Second is the preparation. You will never reach for something you can't see. You got to see it. We saw you guys graduating and saw the blessing of your salvation from your darkness in the world long before we ever saw you stand on the altar. You got to believe it in your heart and see it. Hallelujah. You got to begin to act on it, preparation. You'll never reach for the, if you don't have a picture of the future, you can't reach for it. The believer, praise God, you have the promise, and if you have the promise and believe it, it'll change the course of your pre preparation. Come on, a simple example those of you going to college in school. You have a belief and a vision of who you are that you're a nurse practitioner and God wants you to do that. So you start the preparation of going through school and going through the hardships of getting it ready so that God can bless the people you're going to serve. Remember, it's not about you. It's about those you're going to bless. Amen? Hallelujah. So it's, it continues. You know, Shay, I'm sure there were some long, hard hours. And I'm sure, praise God, now what's inside of you and what you've learned and the anointing flows out and touches many. It's a blessing. You're a kingdom woman. It's a kingdom thing. So the blessing promises the foundation. Then there's preparation. And there's also with that, there's revelation. You'll, as you're walking this process and continue to learn from Christ, you'll get revelation knowledge. Now watch this, praise God, where revelation and preparation intersects it intersects with opportunity. You're preparing and you're getting revelation and as you're walking in it, all of a sudden, bam, it intersects with opportunity and you step up through that door God's open in promotion. Okay? Now to the people around that saw Joseph being brought out of prison in that same day, 
Pharaoh said, put him in charge of everything, it looked like sudden promotion. But if you read the backstory, you know it wasn't. Amen? To everyone else say, man, why is he making this guy from prison in charge of all of us? They didn't know the backstory, did they? Of when he was in the pit, and he was in the palace, and he was in the dungeon, preparing for the, what was coming in the future.